the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Set your spirit on fire and let Dr. Luana Steins guide you to a life of purpose and fulfillment. To reach Dr. Luana Steins, call 760-315-1967 or visit atouchfromabove.org. And now here's your A Touch From Above host, Dr. Luana Steins. God bless you. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Dr. Luana, and this is A Touch From Above. Ooh, I'm so excited. Oh, so excited, so excited, so excited. Have you been up to the prayer mountain yet? Well, what are you waiting for? 25 beautiful, amazing acres. You got to come up. Maybe for a Sunday service, dress warm, or a church without walls. Oh, my goodness, it's so awesome. People come up. Uh, from all different places. No, it's not a great big crowd, but boy, we're having a lot of Jesus there, and it's so awesome. I'm so excited, all that God is doing. Well, I want to talk to you today about my message, A New Life. You know, so many times we may not even understand how important it is to really be transformed. The Bible says in Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things become new. You know, so many times I hear people ask, why did Jesus come? Why did Jesus have to go to the cross? Well, to change our destiny. You see, our destiny, we were heading down a road of destruction. We were walking on destruction, a road that led straight to H-E-double-L, H-E-double toothpigs. We were on our way to hell and destruction without Jesus. We were on our way to perish. But you know what? When God loved you and I so much, in John chapter 3, verse 16, and everybody knows this verse, even sinners know it, but do they live it? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You see, our lives were in darkness, walking blindly. And Jesus came with his love and interrupts our life and desires to bring us into his best life. You see, we have to understand our walk in Jesus is different than the walk in the world. The world's still in darkness. They are still blind. You know, the Bible says in John chapter 3, verse 19, and this is the condemnation that light has come into the world and men loved darkness rather than the light because their deeds were evil. You see, for everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, least his deeds be exposed. You know, have you ever thought about how Jesus exposes our hearts? All of a sudden, uh, you know, I was thinking about this. 
what an honor and a privilege it is to be able to be on radio. Years ago, as a young widow, two little small children, I had to get a part-time job. I was working for a company called H&G Auto Supply, and I, was, I wanted to go to school to be an attorney. But I had two kids, and I had to work, and I had to make extra money. So I'm working at this auto supply, and I was driving the truck. It was an old 50-something truck. It was the uh, the one that you shift up on the column, grind it, trying to get it in first, trying to get it in second. And so I remember I wasn't saved, and I was young, and I'm trying to make ends meet. I'm just trying to make it one day after another. And I go to turn on the radio. And I'm looking for, you know, ooh, I heard it through the grapevine, da na 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 And all of a sudden, I'm changing the station as, bless God. I want you to know God is so good. Guess who it was? Who's that older gentleman that's on the radio? Jay Vernon McGee. I'm telling you what. I want you to know that God, he got a plan for your life. How long are you going to run? Let me switch it. Ooh, I heard it through the grapevine. But you know what? Time after time, I'd turn back on the radio and bless God. The book of Revelation says that one day God's going to judge the world. And, you know, if you're not saying, I was like, yikes, change the station. Let's twist again like we did last summer. You know, and every once in a while, I'd go back to the station. Then I'd change it. Then I'd go back and I'd change it. I had no idea that the Holy Spirit was planting seeds within my heart. I had no idea. It's like, oh, my gosh, who is that guy? What in the world is he saying? Yeah, I, I wasn't raised in church. I was straight heathen. I had no idea about the kingdom of God or anything. We had never been to church. So here I think about here's God. Here's Jesus. And why did Jesus, he goes to talk to Nicodemus, and he tells Nicodemus, least a man be born again. Did you hear me? Least a man be born again. It's a new way of living. Nothing like your old life. Now, you have to understand Nicodemus. Nicodemus was a very good religious leader. And he sneaks to Jesus by night. You know, Nicodemus, he's like, oh, my gosh, I got to talk to this guy. You know, and he sneaks to Jesus. He goes, Rabbi, teacher, I know that you must be from God because no one can do the things that you do. And what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus tells him, Nicodemus, at least a man be born again, he'll never even see the kingdom of heaven. Well, Nicodemus is so shook in his heart. He goes, what? How can I, a man of my age, be born again? Can I enter back into my mother's womb and be born again? And all of a sudden, Jesus said, what's born of the spirit is what's born of the water, which is by his birth of his mother. And it's different than he that is born of the spirit. You see, you have to understand something. There's a new way of living when you're born again by the Spirit. Well, Nicodemus had no idea. He had a former religion. He had been to church his whole life. Do you realize how many Christians I speak to and I say, isn't it wonderful to be born again? And they just look at me like a bull at a new gate. I said, are you born again? No. I said, uh... Have you received Jesus as your Savior, born again? You know, the Bible says in the book of John, least a man be born again. He'll never even see the kingdom of heaven. Do you realize that most of the time they've never even heard of that? They never even heard of being born again. Nicodemus was the same way. You see, when you're born again, all of a sudden your old patterns, your old way of talking, your old habits, your whole life changes for good. And in changing comes the reward of the Lord because God is always faithful. You see, remember, 
I said, oh my goodness, that we are to practice righteousness. You know, when you're in darkness, you're practicing unrighteousness, and you don't even realize it. You ever notice when you first started, okay, now don't get mad at me. Now don't you dare go nowhere. Don't you change that channel. Hello, I'm talking to you. Do you remember that first time you tried a cigarette? Well, I have to tell you a story. When I was really younger, my grandfather, um, um, he used to tell me, stay away from those woolies. Stay away from them woolies. There was a bunch of hoodlums in the neighborhood. But I was the littlest one there. And so one day they said, come on out, Luana, come on out. And they said, bring some of your grandpa's cigarettes. So, of course, I'm little, I'm dumb, don't understand everything. So I steal two cigarettes out of my grandpa's pack. I didn't even smoke. So I steal some cigarettes and I grab some matches and we run down the street. Well, it, we, we were in Ordway, Colorado is where my grandma was and my grandpa. Well, they had the old railroad tracks. So underneath the railroad tracks, you could kind of go underneath the railroad tracks. So here we are, these three hoodlums, these others and myself, hoodlum as well. So we're under there and one of the guys, he's just a squirt too. He picks up the cigarette. He goes, oh, did you get the cigarettes from your grandpa? And I said, yeah. So he pulls the cigarette and they're palm alls without a filter. I don't know if you remember palm alls without a filter. Ugh. So anyway, he goes to light the cigarette and he goes, here, puff, take it in. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, when you pull on the cigarette, take it down, bring it all the way down. So like a dummy, I go, okay. I about died underneath the railroad tracks. I'm choking. I'm coughing. I'm about to throw up and I'm coughing. And they're laughing and laughing and laughing. Well, lo and behold, I looked up. And guess who was up there on that railroad track looking down? My grandpa. You know what? I don't know if you know what a willow is. They had willow trees. All of a sudden I heard, he took all those leaves off that willow. And he said, get up here right now. He grabbed me by the arm and he spanked me a whole block all the way home with that little willow. And then he goes, oh, so you want to smoke? You want to smoke, huh? So he set me on the table and he put the pack of cigarettes. He goes, go ahead, light one. I said, I don't want to smoke, Grandma. I don't want to smoke. It's terrible. He goes, no, 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 light one. So I lit one and he goes, go ahead, inhale it, puff it in. <coughs> then he goes, oh, let's not forget, you want to smoke? We might as well give you a cigar. So then he went and got a cigar, and he put a cigar. He goes, go ahead, smoke that too. I was so sick, I was green. Then he looked at me and said, you don't smoke. And then he said something. He goes, you know what? He goes, only bad girls smoke. All right, now go forward in time. <laughs> now I'm 18. And now I decided I'm going to smoke. Well, I wasn't saved. I wasn't born again. So you know what was funny? Those words never left me. Only bad girls smoke. So I would go to light my cigarette and I would squat down in my car so nobody could see me. And I would light that cigarette. It was so ridiculous trying to hide that I was a smoker. Of course, the car was full of smoke. Everybody probably thought, oh my gosh, the car's on fire. You know, so many times we don't realize that we are just lost. Now, now remember, you, you, here I said, I'll never smoke after my grandpa that sitting on that day. I'll never smoke. I'll never smoke. I'll never smoke. Well, then after when you get older, you say, I'll never do that. And then you pick up that stupid cigarette and you start smoking one after another. You know, if God wanted to smoke, he would have put a chimney on our head. You know, the first time you drank that drink, you said, oh, ugh, gross. That's disgusting. But guess what? You picked up another and then you picked up another. The first time you slept around, you said, oh, my gosh, that's terrible. But you know what? 
you did it again and again and again and again. That sin nature wants more and more and more. And this is why we have to understand it's not religion that's going to change us. It's going to be Jesus that's going to change us. This is why Jesus told Nicodemus, Nicodemus, least a man be born again. He will never even enter into the kingdom of heaven. You're listening to my program today, and you're not born again. You've never even heard that. Well, pick up your Bible and open it up to the book of John chapter 3. And Nicodemus said, how can I be born again? A man of my age, can I go back into my mother's womb and be born a second time? And Jesus said, how can I tell you spiritual things? You don't even understand. And he's begin to say, what's born of the water, the flesh is different than he that's born of the spirit. You and I have to understand, we must be awakened in our spirit man. Why? Because our flesh is our enemy. Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 through 21 says, now the works of the flesh are evident. They are adultery fornication, uncleanliness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousy, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambition, dissensions, heresies, envy, murder, drunkenness, rivalries, and the like of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not. Oh, excuse me. Did I say not? yes, will not inherit the kingdom of God. You see, what we practice is what we become great at. The world lives not anything like the kingdom of God. The world practices corruption and corruption and corruption more and more. But you have to remember in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You see, women of God, you don't dress like the world. You don't dress like Beyonce, wiggling your wiggle womp. Hello? You don't dress with your breasts hanging out and your your mini skirt so short it's made by Seymour Heine. No, you don't dress like that. You are a new creation. You don't want to dress like the world. The world uses women. The ways of the world exploit women. And at the same time, listen, catches man in the web of lust and perversion. You don't want to be a tool used by Satan to capture men into the web of Satan's vicious demonic force of lust. Most women in the world do not respect or honor their husbands. Many of the men do not honor and respect their wives. You see, you need Jesus in your heart to love and honor your husband and love and honor your wife. You see, many today, they live before they even, they live together before they're even married. No, do not do that. You see, God gives us clear guidance for marriage, and you have to understand his guidance is so awesome. In um, Genesis, he says, God created man in his image, and in his image, he created him male and female. You know, I love when God says, you know, Adam, it's not good that you should be alone. And God had Adam to go into a deep sleep, and he created woman, and he brought He brought Eve to Adam, and Adam said, whoa, man, look at her. You know, God created marriage beautiful, but the world system, men with men and women with women, I'm sorry, the world system, oh, no, desires for you to accept the lies of perversion. No, 
It's lust. I'm sorry. And don't look at me like that. Don't you dare change this channel. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. I'm telling you, I've seen many people. In fact, sometime I'm going to bring them in. I have friends that have been bound by homosexuality that got completely free. I have one gentleman who was 18 years bound, and one day he'll give his testimony. Another one for 24 years, a young lady, oh, 25, she was bound by lesbianism. But you know what? Today she's free, born again, and waiting for God to bring her a godly husband. You see, you have to understand something. God's word is so clear on how to live our lives, but the world is like a bunch of scrambled confusion. You know, Romans chapter 1, reading in verse 27 says, Likewise, also, men leaving the natural use of a woman, burning their heart lust for one another, men with men, committing what is shameful, and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error which is due. And even as though they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting. You see, God's judgment, you don't want to get to that place where God gives you over to the debased mind. The debased mind means living way below what God has prepared for you. To live he says to do those things that are not fitting in verse 29, being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil mindedness. They are whispers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boastful, inventor of evil things, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful, who knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. You see, we have to stand out. How will they know that they're walking in darkness if we don't stand up in the love of God and in his righteousness and tell them the truth? You know what? You don't have to worry about going to some massive conference on how to tell somebody. All you got to do is tell them the word of God. You see, many people love to fight. They love the arena of strife. Many are pe- many people are so filled, sorry, but even with themselves. How can how can they not, you know, how can they not live wrong if they don't know Jesus? What is their example? The world system is perverted, it's twisted. The world is not what you want to pattern your tomorrows by. You know, the young lady that came into my service, you know, she, when she walked in the door, I looked and I saw her and I knew the Lord stirred my heart and said, she's lesbian, you know, but I knew she had never been to church. So she came in and she stayed for the first service and I went up and talked to her and said, so good to have you. And she didn't say anything. And the second service, she came back and then she went to an altar and she got saved. I thought, oh, thank you, Jesus. So then I just began to preach gently God's word about righteousness and sexual immorality. And you know what? And then she went to the altar again to pray. And about, oh, sometimes I could see it in her face where it was like, where I could feel like she was angry. And then one day she came up to me and she said, do you know about me? I said, excuse me? She goes, do you know about me? And I looked at her and I said, yes. And she goes, what about me? I said, you've lived a life as a lesbian. I said, but now you've received Jesus. She goes, I know. I listen to your sermon and sometimes I get so mad. She goes, how can I do it? I said, 
You can't do it without Jesus. This is why you're here. God brought you in to help you find that freedom. She goes, oh, but sometimes it's so hard for me. I get so mad. I said, you know what? Let's let's wait till after church, and you and I will go out have lunch. So I went to take her out for lunch. I said, tell me about your life. Do you realize that young girl had been abused since she was four years old by a stepfather? He had abused her so bad, he would take her head take her head and push it into the toilet. He would take, I hate to even say it, he would take poop and make her eat it. And he would, he was so cruel to her. By the time that she got to be a teenager, she was so angry against men. She hated men. So of course, the minute she turned right about 18, some demonic evil force of the devil set her up with another girl. And before you knew it, she was packing her bags and she took off. And she said, I remember looking back at the back of my the car window and seeing my mother run down the street crying, don't leave me, Mia, don't leave me, don't go with her. But you know what? It was too late. And she lived that life for over 25 years. But I want you to know something. There is no problem too hard for God. There is no valley so deep that God is not yet deeper. There is no mountain so high that God is not yet higher. There is no valley so wide that God is not wider. Can I tell you that Jesus reached down his mighty hand by the grace of God, brought her into our church and has set her completely free. And now I look at her, lift her hands and praise God and worship God. And she is excited about Jesus and she brings her tambourine and plays that tambourine and sings unto God. And she goes, Pastor, I know one day God's going to bring me a husband. I said, I know he is. And he's going to be a good husband to you. Wait for God's best. Can I tell you, the world is not what you want to pattern your tomorrows by. You know, your life, you know, whatsoever you do, whatever you sow, you're going to reap. I don't know about you, but I want to reap joy. I want to reap peace at the end of my life. I want to reap eternal life. I want to live forever with Jesus. You know, the Bible says, says in Matthew chapter 13, verse 16, it said, blessed are your eyes for they see and for your ears that they hear. For surely I say to you that many prophets and righteous men desire to see what you see and did not see it and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. Therefore, hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches it away. What was sown in his heart is this is he who received the seed by the wayside. He who received the seed on the stony. You see, though that description that Jesus is speaking here is describing four types of different people. One that was the word of God was sown among the thorns, sown among the shallow ground, sown amongst the, 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 the right where the heat can come. And one was sown on good soil. I want you and your heart to be good soil. I want this word to go into your heart right now, today, while you're listening to me right now. Maybe your life, you have been broken. Maybe you've been abused. Maybe something happened in your life and you're angry and you blame God, stop. It's the devil. He's a liar. The Bible, I call it double guns. John 10.10. The thief comes only but to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But Jesus said, I came to give you life 
and to give you life more abundant. Do not allow Satan to steal God's blessing from your life. I'm telling you, no matter what you've been involved in, Jesus wants to set you free. You know, Jesus loves you so much. No matter what situation that you've been in in your past, maybe you've gone through a divorce. Maybe you've gone through abuse. Maybe you've gone through rejection. You know what? Listen, Jesus came to give you life and to give you life more abundant. Pray with me right now and ask Jesus to come into your heart. So you see, the reward of doing what is right in the sight of Jesus is far greater than not. The world is under the sway of the wicked one. First John five nineteen says, we know that we are of God and the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. But listen, not you. Pray with me right now. Jesus, please help me. Jesus, please forgive me. Jesus, help me. I need you. I know you died on the cross and I don't understand it all. But Lord, I want to serve you. I want to love you. I want to honor you. Please help me serve you, Lord. Help me love you. Help me, Lord. I need your help. Oh, in Jesus' name, be my Savior and my refuge. Now, if you said that prayer, do me a favor. I want you to do me a favor. Either come up to our prayer mountain service on Sunday at 10 a.m. Dress warm. We're a church without walls. Dress warm during the winter. It's awesome, though. And listen, make sure you write to me. Look up my website, atouchfromabove.org, and write to me. I want to help you make it for God. You are important. I love you. God bless you. been listening to a touch from above with dr loana steins for your financial support of any amount you'll receive her book a mother's story send your gift to p.o box 2800 ramona california 92065 visit a touch from and come visit a church service 10 a.m at 16145 highway 67 ramona california 92065 dress warm it's a church without walls Are you distracted? Seems like everything gets in the way. Come to a Touch from Above Prayer Mountain, 25 beautiful acres. Walk up to the cross or relax in a small private cabin to pray. Bring your leaders to pray. At Prayer Mountain, God answers prayer. Even Jesus had to get away to pray. Call today and make your reservation, 760-315-1967. Your answer is just a prayer away. A touchfromabove.org. Like the ravages of a flood, but I call on the name of Jesus and the power of his blood. I have victory over Satan. Glory to the King of Kings. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.